When you have the velocity of a rhino behind you, you're going places. Rhino High Productions, a national creative agency combining 20 years of media, marketing, and entertainment experience. We connect people. We generate strategies. We produce out-of-the-box media. And we do it all at rates lower than the other big agencies. Want to move your company forward in 2016? Contact us at 314-349-1222. That's 314-349-1222. Or visit our website at rhinohighproductions.com. And don't forget the why and hide. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Join us today as we discuss God's Word and what it says about the birth of Jesus Christ. Today is Family Shield's Christmas special. My guest is Reverend Derek Pato, pastor of Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Lemay, Missouri. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Reverend Pato, for being my guest today. Oh, it's a privilege. Thanks for having me. Well, before we launch into the topic of Jesus Christ and what God's Word says about his birth and some of the uh, other characters involved in that story, uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Ah, my wife and I have, uh, I guess I would include her in receiving the call to uh, Gethsemane here in St. South County, Lee May, and uh, we were in Alabama for eight and a half years. We have five boys, so a lot of their life was in Alabama where they went to uh, elementary, middle, high school. Uh, the boys are divided up into uh, Alabama, two of them going to school and uh, one in Texas going to be a teacher. And two of them at Lutheran South, all boys, and uh, they're juniors, Kenny and Carl, at Lutheran South. So the Lord's blessed us. My dad came over from Germany mm. on a ship, oh. uh, and that was in 1956. Wow. And uh, my mom was there at a deaf institute, a Lutheran deaf institute in Millneck Manor, and um, that's where they met and had my si- sister and I. Um, so here we are. Wow, that's great. Well, a little bit later... Uh, we hope we'll transition from the story of the birth of Christ to how you celebrate Christmas and your church. But uh, let's uh, let's just launch. I have just a, a few of the Bible verses I'm just going to read and then ask you to make some comments about those. Uh, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been, had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins." Boy, there's a lot packed into that verse, but uh, just uh, talk talk a little bit about that verse and other verses related to the birth of Christ. Oh, wow. That's a wonderful um, prophecy that uh, certainly there would be a um, lineage from Eve where she would have a uh, a, a child that would uh, squash the head of the serpent, and uh, he'd be striking at us. So that's Satan kind of 
trying to get at us in every which direction. But at one point in time, there would be an offspring that would squash that head. And uh, so that came to be Mary, and she was found to be that chosen one. And here she was betrothed to Joseph, but uh, not yet married. So God had some plans where he was going to uh, conceive within her a child, and his name would be Jesus, for he would save him, save the people from their sins. And uh, Jesus also would come upon the uh, Hebrew name Yahshua, which uh, God saves us. So uh, a nice uh, um, revelation to her and um, how she needed to be comforted from that uh, first encounter with Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Well, there's so much there, but uh, you you referenced prophecies, the early Genesis prophecy. And I think for our listeners, uh, the, the the story of the birth of Christ, a lot of times they don't realize that there are predictions or prophecies in the Old Testament that were fulfilled in the New Testament. So would you just explain a little bit to our listeners what a prophecy is and why it's so important when we do study God's Word? Well, for hundreds and thousands of years before Jesus was uh, incarnate, born of the Virgin Mary, uh, there was talk of him coming from the very get-go of Adam and Eve with God in a perfect place, and everything was going well until the temptation came and and Eve kind of fell to that, and uh, Adam kind of came along as well. And they were uh, kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and the curse was upon them. Uh, the wages of sin, now that you have sin, eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know evil, can't have evil with God, so you're kicked out. And uh, part of that would be the wages of sin is death. And uh, Eve, you are going to have uh, child labor pains. Adam, you're going to have to work the soil. Uh, but with Eve, there was a, a reminder that you will have uh, enmity between your children and Satan's offspring. So they're not going to be getting along. So Genesis 3.15 kind of uh, allows that there will be hope. For from you, Eve will be a child that will be able to conquer uh, Satan's offspring and Satan uh, by squishing him. Yeah. So that's a little bit of the prophecy at the very beginning. And then there were so many others along the line. Uh, with with uh, Moses and Isaiah and Ezekiel and Micah and Daniel, Zechariah, uh, just to name some that gave prophecy of this child, this anointed one, the Christ, uh, the Messiah that would come. And um, hundreds and thousands of years, and it actually happened uh, upon Mary there. So wonderful. Yeah, Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son. And she will call his name Emmanuel. And then in Matthew, uh, that same verse is shared. I think I read it at the very beginning. Uh, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. But it adds a few words, which translated means God with us. Um, Talk just a minute about that prophecy, Old Testament prediction, New Testament fulfillment, and uh, why it is that we believe Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God, who was born the Savior, is not just a man, but also uh, has a dual nature, God-man. And that goes probably beyond our comprehension, and, and we need to rely on faith 
so much of our life we um, probably relate to tangible physical things and God comes into our hearts and certainly with the moral law and he allows us to know things without even really having to study them. Um, so the, these are the, the Ten Commandments that he's placed upon our heart. Uh, so with some of these things uh, le- uh, learned and, and living and growing by faith, uh, we come to go know God through our heart. I always remember Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. And all of us lean to our heads trying to figure it out and we look for these tangible things, but God exposes himself through faith. So these are all things that uh, are enriched um, through the Word of God. Our faith grows by hearing, and hearing comes through the Word of God, uh, Romans 10. Uh, so those are some beautiful things, and faith is sure of what is hoped for and certain of what is unseen. So we start to believe without sight. Greater are those that don't need to see and believe than those that do. So the faith allows us to know that um, these prophecies and that Jesus is indeed uh, the Messiah, and he is God-man, 100% God, 100% man, and we needed someone to come down here and rescue us from this nature. All right, very good. We could talk more about that, but we (laughs) won't. Now, uh, in the earlier verse, we also talked about the fact that Mary was engaged to Joseph. Mm -hmm. Now, that engagement uh, in those years is a little different from what we think of engagement today, wasn't it? Yes, uh, maybe a, a prearranged marriage, and um, a lot of times we would probably not would not want that to happen at all. We would want to find a spouse that is suited for us with our uh, desires and likings, but uh, this was prearranged, and um, uh, so Joseph knew that this would eventually be his wife, and um, as I guess the story goes on, that uh, she was found to be pregnant, and oh, how that would just rip at your heart if you're going to be married to someone and they're pregnant. It's that mm. this shouldn't be. I, I think I should probably divorce her. But uh, God came to her uh, or to him in a dream and said, "No, you need to stay with her, and uh, she is your wife. And this conception is not from a man, but from me, from God. I have placed inside her a child, which will be." Uh, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. I think uh, a lot of times when I look at the, they always tell us we don't know much about Joseph, uh, Jesus' uh, adopted father, I guess you could say. But what you do see uh, about him, you you see a very, uh, a man with character. He listened to the angel and took Mary, even though back in those years, uh, Mary being pregnant had to have uh, the gossips talking yes and uh and and he of course recognized that and was trying to put her away privately he didn't have to do it privately he could have publicly done it and and caused her even more disgrace so i think i just think joseph was a pretty good guy yes yes and to lean perhaps upon the prophets and the prophecy that this would take place and you need to stick with her as much as it doesn't go coincide with the worldly ways, uh, God's got much bigger plans. Yeah. So then uh, uh, Mary and Joseph eventually travel to Bethlehem because of a census. Uh, was that uh, pretty common in those days that, that the census were taken because it was Joseph that, that uh, 
she, Mary went with Joseph, but uh, the, the census was the reason why they traveled and why they were away from home when Jesus was born. Do you know anything about the, 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 the history of that? Because I'm not really familiar with that. Yeah, I guess just a little bit as we have our census maybe every 10 years oh, or so, to, uh, and uh, just to see how many people we have. And so according to different uh, rulers at the time, uh, we had Caesar Augustus, Augustus that issued this decree uh, that it should be taken over the entire Roman world. Uh, and again, this was the first one to take place under Quirinius, who was the governor of Syria. So they had to report to their hometowns, and the city of David was Bethlehem. So here's Joseph traveling down there with his uh, bride-to-be, and uh, who was pregnant at the time. And uh, that might have been about 50 or 70 miles or so, so it was a long oh, trek. Yeah. And uh, cool at night, and uh, uh, so it, they, they were tired when they got there. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we know the story of there was no room for them in the end. But let me uh, say I don't think there's anything in the Bible, and there's Luke and Matthew that talk about this, that talks about them having a donkey or, you know, the, the pictures that we always see. There's so many things. It's very possible that's the way they travel, but we don't know that for a fact, do we? Not not a hundred percent. So uh, you know, we we look at things just like we might even see uh, um, the depiction of the Lord's Supper and think, oh, that's how it was. Well, that was maybe perhaps drawn and and painted in fourteen fifteen hundreds, and uh, we think that's it. So a lot of times we'll see the nativity sets and think, oh, that's what it is. And uh, so we have to be careful and go to God's word and let his word speak to us, for it is certainly inerrant, without errors, and infallible. It will never let you down. Absolutely. So in Luke 2, 6 and 7, it says, and, they, and it came about while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Uh, just uh, uh, we we again we don't really know what what that place was. I know there's lots of different thoughts about that, but any comments or uh, thoughts that you had related to that verse in Luke? Yeah, you you'll hear different uh, ideas of maybe it was attached to the inn, something on the backside. Uh, um, so they maybe. We, we read into that that they were kind of rude and, and pushing them out, uh, but maybe it was just full and they offered them a little place connected to their facility. Uh, some say it might have been made out of rock, like a cave uh, where the animals were. Uh, but yes, uh, there she was outside of the inn and where little baby Jesus would be born in a manger. Yeah. Well, I want to make a few announcements, then we're going to continue talking about the birth of Christ and uh, talk about the shepherds and what happened with them. My husband and I want to wish the Family Shield listeners a blessed Christmas. The angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which shall be to all people. And, of course, that's the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We encourage you to join us in praising God for the gift of his Son. And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful Christmas. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Live the Six, Being an Everyday Missionary. To request a complimentary copy, call the Family Shield Response Center, 
8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8416-8
can only imagine that uh, there you are looking at the starlight as probably David had centuries ago and just seeing the majesty and sovereignty of, of his Lord, our Lord, and uh, then all of a sudden the oh, heavens open and an angel comes down and, and brings uh, glad tidings uh, and great joy to all mankind. And it's just like, oh, that would just come into your heart uh, with chills and, and make you to be afraid. And right away, just as Gabriel did to uh, Mary, do not be afraid. I, I've come to bring some good news to you uh, of great joy for all men. Uh, so today there's going to be a baby born in Bethlehem. Come come down there and see. So the angels put them at ease, but also to come with the multitude and to sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Just, oh, how, how beautiful and wonderful that is and uh, how God always comes and does not want us to be afraid. Uh, as we hear Jesus sometimes telling us, come to me, all you who are troubled and let the little children come to me. Just uh, He has got a peace that goes beyond anything the world has to give and just makes us feel so comfortable. We have identity and security and purpose in his arms. Yeah. So let's talk for a minute about what shepherds were like back then. Weren't they kind of the lowly um, on the totem pole? They, they were kind of unclean. I think I've even heard the term because they were out with the animals. Yeah. Uh, why do you think God decided to send the angels to announce this to the shepherds. Well, I, I guess, uh, again, prophecy we hear in Psalm 72, those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him. Oh. So out in the wilderness, there would be an announcement, and it sure did happen where here they are, and they were kind of the despised, uh, you're, you're dirty, and yet to call the dirty into a place uh, the, this uh, little town of Bethlehem into a manger, a stable, into a feeding trough to, to find uh, your, your beloved Messiah, the Savior, uh, just does not make sense. But uh, that wasn't even on their focus. This was revelation happening. This was prophecy being fulfilled that uh, here it is, the child that they've long awaited, the long-awaited Messiah is here. And uh, I like how it says uh, after the angels had left and gone into heaven, the, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us. And it says, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. They hurried. They, they couldn't wait to get there. And they found the baby lying in a manger. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a board member recently do a devotion on that. And he said, they couldn't stop telling people oh, about what yes. they had seen, and they were like witnesses for Jesus. Wow, I, I just had missed that. Uh, that's great. I want to come back also to the angels, and, mm-hmm. and this really has nothing to do with, with uh, the story is, except that in so many of the Christmas movies today, I just saw one yesterday, angels are dead people, and that is incorrect. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy to me how much misinformation there is about angels. Who sends angels? Do we send angels or does God send angels? God sends the angels and they are indeed messengers. Uh, So they bring God's word to us. Um, They are a specific species different than mankind. So we we need to be a little hesitant when we say that uh, maybe perhaps a loved one has gone to heaven to become an angel. Well, that's 
that would not be coinciding with Scripture. Uh, we, we are someone that is different than the angels, all giving glory to God as uh, the second coming will uh, announce that uh, there will be angels in heaven and there will be saints and elders and creatures. So, uh, yeah, they are a separate species. Uh, Hebrews really enlightens us a little bit more on that subject. It just it just upsets me. I like to watch the Christmas movies, <laughs> but I, I just saw one yesterday. It was a nice movie, but it's like, ugh, this is not correct. And yes. we, we need to make sure that what we're believing in is accurate biblically right? Uh, because it, it gets people get confused. People think they can send angels. No, God sends the angels to communicate in this case to Mary and Joseph and others about Jesus. So let's jump forward because I know our time is going uh, quickly to the Magi who okay. followed a star from the east um, and uh, uh, it says the Magi from the East came into the house. It wasn't at the same time, was it? No, that was a different time. So uh, a lot of times when you have your nativity sets with the wise men sitting out there, that might have been a, a year later, and some might even say up to two years later, uh, because you had the uh, Magi, the wise men that have come, and they were following the star, and, and they happened upon King Herod. And as they uh, reached up with King Herod, he was very inquisitive. Oh, the king? What king? Tell me what king you were going to worship because he wanted to be king and not someone else. But he later found out that it was a baby. So uh, after they had traveled and they came to a house, uh, now um, this was not so much more a baby as it was a child. So it's described in Scripture uh, that they found uh, the child with his mother. And uh, that's where they came, and they've been a long journey to present before uh, this king some gifts. So um, that was also prophecy uh, that we heard in uh, Psalm 72, as we had heard before. This one talks of the kings of Tarshish and the isles will bring presents. The mm -hmm. kings of Sheba and Seba will offer their gifts. Uh, so that's, again— Didn't know that was a prophecy. Awesome, yes. awesome. Yeah. That's great. And they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, do, and I know there's no biblical reason for this, but when they went to Egypt a little bit later, Joseph again listened to the angel and, and wanted to protect um, Jesus and, and took, took Mary and Jesus to Egypt. I just wonder if they may have used that gold since they were poor themselves. Yes, I'm sure they would use that. Uh, they were probably wise stewards of what God had given them. All right, very good. Well, again, my guest has been Reverend Derek Pato. He is the pastor of Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Lima, Missouri, and this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families.
to learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230-015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.